Well, fortunately, the pandemic is in our rearview mirror, but we're uh, suffering from an epidemic of mental health issues. We'll be talking to a nationally known expert next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company, and we now have over 100 clients, and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team, and the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. Well, every single day on the news, we're hearing stories about the mental health epidemic. It's, it's worse now than it's ever been. And I think some of that is just untreated PTSD from the pandemic. I mean, if you think about it, we, we're all somewhat shell-shocked. The, the world closed down for a time. And coming out of that, we're talking to Dr. Brad Schwal. He's with the Center for Integrative Counseling and Psychology. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and I want to talk about this this uh, very historic organization. You guys have been helping people in the Dallas area for 55 years. Absolutely. We started in 1968, and uh, we've been serving through many different crises in our world. And certainly the pandemic has been very impactful in raising awareness about mental health, and certainly the, the needs have increased. Uh, but since 68, uh, we've been focused on making counseling accessible, uh, providing quality uh, counseling that is community-based. Uh, another important part of what we do is we are caring for the whole person, so we do honor their faith and spirituality, uh, but we've got great clinicians and have a, a history and a legacy of good quality therapists, psychologists who are helping people with day-to-day -day needs, helping people navigate life, uh, relationships, uh, from seemingly uh, those smaller issues to very serious trauma. Sure, and you guys have grown into many different communities, inc including some un underserved communities. Yes, yeah, so we're present in offices across North and Central Texas. So we're serving from McKinney to Waco and Garland to Arlington. Therapists uh, who are there taking referrals from doctors, churches, schools, uh, insurance plans, because we do take insurance. Then we know that in areas of poverty, uh, there is uh, often greater need and much less access. So another part of our mission uh, is to raise dollars, to raise grants, individual donations that help us take the services we provide uh, and take those into com communities of poverty uh, to help with, with trauma, to help families who have less of a safety net, uh, yet they still need the support that we all need. And so that work in those communities is very important to our, our mission. And let's talk about the stigma surrounding um, getting help. It, it's fading away now, isn't it? It is. There's, there's more conversation. There's more talk on the news about mental health. Uh, young adults in particular are getting used to, to having a therapist that is there to provide support. 
there still is stigma, stigma across uh, different cultures. Uh, there is still that, that human need to look good and to look like things are okay. So we still see that. Uh, we still see that in affluent communities where uh, we, we want to have the social media presence that looks like we have it all together, yet we're struggling. Uh, but, but our goal uh, is to help people know that it's okay uh, to admit that, that we need some support. Um, 20% of us face depression or anxiety or other mental health issues. So, and when you think about that in your neighborhood, in your kid's school, uh, those numbers add up. And so we're here to tell you uh, that, that mental health is a health issue. And just like we go to the doctor, we can go to a therapist, a psychologist, talk through what we're experiencing, get better and reach our potential and, and live the, the life that we were created to live. And it's important to remind people that you are a not-for-profit. And that's important because it's not like you're just gonna locate in the areas that are the most lucrative for, for the practice. Absolutely, our, our, our focus as a 501c3 is that we are making our services available across communities. Uh, our, our board does much to support our work. Uh, it allows us, obviously, to be able to, to raise funds from individuals, foundations, uh, corporations to support work that would not otherwise be able to be afforded by those we're serving. So uh, insurance coverage uh, is limited across Texas. Uh, mental health coverage on insurance plans is limited. And so therefore we rely on those donations to support uh, that work. And our, our work across the board in training clinicians uh, in taking insurance, because taking insurance is rare in the mental health care field. Uh, so much like a hospital uh, that's providing services, uh, there are fees. Uh, we are making sure that we're making those services accessible. Sure. We're going to pull up the website. Uh, you have a beautiful website, and I know you serve a lot of communities, and you're also um, dealing with um, unique clients who I think have never seen a clinician before. Absolutely. So, so we are here uh, for those that this may be their first time uh, uh, receiving counseling or seeking counseling. Uh, our community work in other nonprofits and partnerships that are meeting other needs, uh, food uh, distribution, job training, uh, those individuals, those families might come to that organization uh, for other needs and then they realize and the organization helps them understand Trauma is going to keep you from obtaining stability and security. So we're on the front lines uh, because we're seeing people who haven't necessarily thought one morning, oh, I need to call a therapist. Sure. Uh, and so in that sense, we're, we're on the front lines and uh, our quality therapists, our 35 therapist psychologists, our, our 10 who are in our residency, uh, they're equipped uh, to deal with very acute and serious challenges. Uh, and, and again, those challenges uh, uh, do not uh, uh, focus in on certain zip codes. Sure. Uh, trauma difficulty uh, is pervasive uh, no matter what zip code you live in. And why is it important to the mission and ministry of your nonprofit to honor people's faith? So people do want to bring spirituality into their therapy because their faith uh, is a part of who they are. It shapes their values. Uh, it provides a resource for understanding of our world, of life. 
And so we consider ourselves culturally competent and spiritually competent. Uh, research shows that, that people want to bring spirituality into therapy, uh, but they're afraid that it may not be accepted uh, by the therapist. So we want to be intentional to reflect uh, through the lens of spirituality, theology, as well as psychology, and that adds to the richness of our help, the depth of the help that we provide, uh, because certainly spirituality, faith, uh, is one way of understanding life, as is psychology. Uh, psychology means the study of the soul, and so we believe that they are completely intertwined, and uh, by uh, uh, integrating the two, spirituality and psychotherapy, that makes us unique. Sure, and um, Dr. Schwal is often called on by the media to react to different things that are in the news. In fact, you were featured on Channel 8 recently after that tragedy in Allen. Let's go ahead and roll that. As always, when we have tragic situations like this, it is important for us to discuss the impact it has on all of our mental health because it can be significant even if we are not directly affected. Joining us uh, to discuss this this afternoon is Dr. Brad Schwal, the president and CEO at the Center for Integrative Counseling and Psychology. Uh, doctor, thanks once again for being with us. We've uh, unfortunately had to touch base with you after too many tragedies. Um, I think we're noticing today, though, Dr. Schwal, that this one feels different because it has visited our community. You know, we hear about these a lot of times uh, on cable news, perhaps from other parts of the country. Uh, it does feel more acute when it has happened down the street from you. Mm -hmm. it, it does make it uh, more of a possibility and a reality in our minds when it is closer to home. Uh, our therapists in our, our center has offices all around the Metroplex, and certainly uh, with this event, those from that area uh, having just a, a sense of, of unease uh, with it being so close to home. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about coping with a violent incident like this. Again, that seems more amplified because we're closer to it this time. Uh, and I say coping because even if you're not directly impacted by the shooting that took place, you can still very much feel this. Yes, we, we always do say watch uh, your viewing of, of media. I, I do want to say it's important to talk to our kids about social media and images and news uh, that they may see, uh, particularly uh, if they have a propensity towards anxiety. I think secondly, it is important. I think it's wonderful that you're educating people through the media, people who might n never come see a counselor. Um, do you enjoy that part of your business? Most definitely. So uh, our job is to raise awareness about mental health and its impact on our lives. So anytime I'm able to share uh, information, uh, to share uh, uh, tips as well, strategies for coping, uh, it gives us that opportunity to, to be more proactive uh, because we are about prevention, not just intervention. Absolutely. Let's talk about, uh, you've been doing this now for some 30 years. Um, I know it's hard to identify one particular client that you've helped, but do any stand out in your mind? Certainly. So uh, in my personal work, uh, I've always focused on, on children, uh, teens, and families. And because I believe that, that when we focus on children, it can impact generations to come. And there's a lot of research that says when a child experience uh, what's called an adverse childhood experience, that if they're not helped, 
that can lead to more issues in the future, uh, more substance abuse, more mental illness. So I'm thinking of uh, a family of children in West Dallas. Uh, uh, our work there is, is funded by grants, by foundations and, and individuals. And uh, this family, uh, the, one of the parents got very, very ill and was hospitalized. And anytime a child's primary caregiver is taken away, that's traumatic. And uh, as, as, as happens, uh, that trauma uh, does impact behavior and performance at school. And so the community and the partner we were, are in, Wesley Rankin Community Center, uh, has an emphasis on utilizing us to provide mental health care because they know that a child uh, with uh, behavioral issues isn't doing that just to push buttons. They may be facing trauma. So uh, this family, the children were struggling at school, uh, struggling with behavior. Uh, which leads to them not being in the classroom because they have to sit out, which then further uh, creates problems with academics. Uh, you have family members in the family that were struggling to get by. And so we had a counselor that worked with this family and those children uh, were able to, to lift out of uh, those issues that they were facing at school and and we were able to see what was inside them and that is joyful kids caring kids kids who do want to learn but that trauma was was oppressive it, it was was a burden sure. and so uh, it, it, it does demonstrate that any time in our lives we're going to face a challenge again no matter what zip code we live in uh, but the more that we can identify what's underneath what's happening on the surface, give skills that are very practical. Uh, the children were taught how to take deep breaths when they're angry. So very mm -hmm. simple, practical skills. But that led them to have a different outlook on life, to have a different outcome at school. And we know that that experience, uh, once they get into adulthood, they then uh, see that counseling uh, can be uh, a resource. And we do see that in our work. We've had staff uh, who actually have received help from us, and then they decided to become a counselor. And it's that type of, of generational impact in these communities. And those counselors who lived in those communities, they want uh, to make counseling accessible just like it was made accessible for them. I, I know you have to be so proud of your clinicians. What kind of team members do you like to attract? So we need people who do have uh, compassion, uh, who care for the needs uh, of those that they are working with. Uh, we also want clinicians who are committed to ongoing professional development, who uh, want to be uh, the best at what they do. And that means being up to date on theoretical uh, orientation, approach, uh, strategies. Uh, we want them to be taking care of themselves because they're hearing stories of trauma and that impacts their lives. And we uh, also have our own personal lives and relationships, so a commitment to taking care of themselves. Uh, so uh, that, that rigor in, in study and training and experience added to that compassionate and uh, compassionate openness to learning, that's what we're looking for. And what's happened to the workload here in the last few years? Most definite increase. So layers of stress added on by the pandemic in many ways exposed the challenges that we might have always been facing, uh, but you add uh, complete changes in how we do life. And so that has led to more awareness about counseling and mental health, which is great. 
Uh, therefore, that has led to our numbers continuing to go up. We've been a steady presence. Our numbers uh, go up each year as it is, uh, but certainly there is added uh, anxiousness uh, along with more openness, and uh, so we are, we are busy. Sure, and I know to take care of that growing need, you depend on donations. So in the final minute, uh, what would you say to the viewer who is feeling called to help? Absolutely. So it really is important to understand that all of us uh, will we'll face a mental health issue at one time or another, uh, but not all of us have good, solid access to help. There are so many barriers to, to getting counseling. And so when you go to our website, thecentercounseling.org, uh, you see information about who we are. You see how we can be a help to you uh, because we are here uh, for all of the communities we serve, and, and that means, means you, uh, particularly with online counseling as well but you'll also see how you can give uh, to support our work. So perhaps you care about kids, perhaps you care about those in poverty, perhaps uh, you face a mental health challenge and you want to help others get the help that you received. Uh, we, we do need those gifts. And certainly uh, you can use the contact information on our site to reach out to me, um, uh, reach out to our team, uh, because uh, we want to facilitate your helping others um, we're there for you, uh, and we need you to help us uh, to help others. Outstanding. That's a great way to end this segment. We're also going to leave you with the website, which is thecentercounseling.org. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.